0: Hey, hey there! Welcome to Season 2, Episode 8 of the Lost in the Shuffle Tap Dance Podcast, brought to you by itaponline.com. My name is Hilary Marie, I am your host, and I'm here to support you in your tap dance journey by sharing with you my top tap dance tips and tricks right here on the podcast, so you can be the best tap dancer or tap teacher that you can be. I really want to help you achieve your tap dance goals, whatever they may be. Now, if you are a longtime listener, welcome back. If you have not done so already, please do me a huge favor and go ahead and give a five star rating and review. You can share which episode has been your favorite, how the podcast has supported you in your tap dance journey, and any other kind and beautiful words that you have so that other passionate tap dancers just like you can be encouraged to listen to this beautiful, awesome free resource for tap dancers. If you are a brand new listener, then welcome. Make sure you subscribe so you can get notified every time a new episode goes live. And this includes my bonus episodes. Last week's episode was full of tips and tricks for choreographing on portable tap floors and how to turn those portable floors into a source of inspiration rather than something that is holding you back from your vision. In this week's episode, we're diving deep into something tricky, and that is tap dance levels. Now, here's the thing. Tap dance levels truly are tricky business because there is no standard level that is acknowledged by the tap dance community at large. What is considered advanced in one country, state, or city can often be considered closer to beginner in another country, state, or city. Tap dancers all around the world often find themselves shocked when they take class in another place because the name of the level at that tap festival or dance studio or special event does not match the label of the levels at their own local dance studio, and that can be a little bit confusing. So ITAP member Courtney, who is also a graduate of the ITAP Teacher Certificate Program, asked me, What do you use to define your beginner versus intermediate versus advanced levels? I know many people have different ideas about what constitutes an advanced tap dancer. And in recent ITAP chats, I've had adult students ask me, how do I know what level to sign up for when attending a tap festival or masterclass or out-of-town drop-in class? So for today's episode, I'm going to dive into both of these questions. I'm going to share with you how I labeled and placed dancers into levels for Jersey Tap Fest, the tap festival of New Jersey that I ran for over 10 years. I'll also talk about how I categorize levels in iTap Online and at my dance studio, Grooves Unlimited Dance Studio in Livingston, New Jersey. And I'm also going to share tips on how you can place your own level when signing up for special events like tap festivals, masterclasses, and more. Now, as I said before, tap dance levels are tricky business, and I feel that they can often turn into a bit of a trap. So first, I want to share why tap dance levels are so challenging. I have seen tap festivals and dance studios that have their levels written with specific expectations. They say, in order for you to be able to participate in advanced class, you must know how to do wings, pullbacks, shiggy bops, and whatever else they put on the list. But here's the thing. You can think that you know how to do wings, pullbacks, and shiggy bops, and maybe they're not clean. Or maybe you know how to do wings pullbacks and shiggy bops, but you don't have the basic understanding of fundamental technique, like cramp rolls, paradiddles, shuffles, flaps, and more. And believe me, this is super common. A lot of young tap dancers know their tricks, but they don't know their fundamentals, so they end up in an advanced master class completely over their head and unable to participate because they don't have the foundation needed to be able to properly participate and absorb the material that is being presented to them. Maybe you don't know your wings, pullbacks, and shiggy bops, but you've been well trained in basic tap dance technique, you have a good ear, and you pick up quickly. So you're actually capable of jumping into a higher level class and picking up along the way to fill in the blanks of those trick steps when they come up. And that is if they do come up, because I know for myself, I've taught many, many an advanced class that never involved a wing or a pullback. There are just so many things to take into consideration when placing a dancer's level. There are five fundamentals in tap dance, not just one. It is not just technique. There's technique, music theory, the history and culture of the dance, improvisation, and practical application. So with all of this in mind, how do you label the levels of classes at an event or studio? How do you know which level to place a student in? How do you know which level to place yourself in when signing up for these events? Before we explore the answers to these questions, I first want to share with you how I personally view tap dance levels. So in my mind, as a producer of tap dance events, I have had a sliding scale of sorts. Over the years, I have based my interpretation of levels on New York City levels, which were set by the standard of classes at Steps on Broadway or Broadway Dance Center, taught by dancers like Michelle Dorrance, Jared Grimes, Derek Grant, Lynn Schwab, Ray Hesselink, and more. This was also the standard level of tap dance for many years in New Jersey, especially when I was growing up and learning to dance because New Jersey and New York City were so close to each other. And it became the standard level of tap festivals like the LA Tap Fest, the St. Louis Tap Festival, and eventually Jersey Tap Fest and other tap festivals that popped up along the way. So whenever we talk about levels... I like to say New York City Advanced or New York City Intermediate, and people understood what that meant when I would say that. It drew kind of a line in the sand that said, you might take an advanced class at home, but what I mean when I say advanced is this. So the sliding scale of tap dance levels in my mind is absolute beginner, fast beginner, slow intermediate, Fast intermediate, intermediate advanced, advanced, pre-professional, and professional. Absolute beginner, meaning that you have never tap danced a day in your life or you just recently started out. This means your learning shuffles, flaps, heel toes, step heel, flap heel, all those basics are brand new. Fast beginner, meaning that you have an understanding of the basic technique, and we can move along quickly. I don't have to break down paradiddles, cramp rolls, flat ball change, and steps like that for you, but I do have to do a quick breakdown or a review of combination steps like a waltz clog, maxi ford, buffalo, riff turns, and things like that. So, this level is a reflection of your understanding of technical terms, but also how you connect to time, tempo, and rhythm. Slow intermediate means that you've got your technical vocabulary. Your ear connects to the groove, meaning that you're comfortable with swing versus straight grooves, and maybe you don't know that that's what it's called, but you can feel an evident difference between the two. Slow intermediate means that I'm able to move forward as a teacher, introducing you to deeper musical concepts, longer phrases, but I have to take it slow and break it down slowly for you. Fast intermediate is about the same as slow intermediate in terms of your understanding of technical vocabulary and musicality, except that you pick up quicker, so we can move along faster and, as a result, cover more ground in a class. Intermediate-advanced is bridging the gap between intermediate and advanced levels. It could easily have a mix of intermediate dancers and advanced dancers. So an intermediate dancer will be pushed to reach for the next level, and an advanced dancer will be encouraged to slow themselves down a bit, clean it up, and focus more on the conceptual aspect of the dance and the clarity of the concept that is being presented to them. Advanced-advanced is high level. This means you have a solid understanding of the technical vocabulary and musical approach, you pick up super quick, you can understand deep technical and musical concepts in the dance, and you can pick up much longer phrases without a heavy breakdown. Pre-professional has to do with your intentions in the dance. It means that you want to train at a professional level, and that can be for two reasons. One is that you simply love tap dance and just really want to push yourself, and the other is that Maybe you're considering dancing professionally. Pre-professional is an advanced class, but because of the heart and the spirit in the room, as a teacher, I have the ability to push even further and go even deeper into the technique, musicality, improvisation, history, and culture of the dance, developing personal practice, creating choreography, and more. And then professional means that you make a living off of the dance. And again, it's advanced, but with a different intention. So advanced, pre-professional, and professional are all advanced classes in my eyes, but with different intentions behind them. Keep in mind that these levels that I am describing have to do with your understanding of the dance, not how many years you've been dancing. You could be dancing your whole life and still be at the fast beginner level. You could be dancing for two years and be advanced. It's all dependent on your depth of understanding of the dance, your experience, and your execution, which is relative to the individual. Also, a quick note that I expect improvisation work at all levels. It is not something special to be saved for higher level dancers, which is something that I will discuss in a future episode this season. And that goes with teaching the history and culture of the dance as well as the musicality of the dance. These are not concepts that we wait until somebody is at an advanced level to introduce them to. Again, my friends, five fundamentals of tap dance, technique, musicality, improvisation, history and culture of the dance, and practical application. And I want to see all five of those present in each and every single class, in each and every single level that a tap dancer experiences within their tap dance journey. We do not save those concepts for higher level. And again, I'll be diving deep into that in a future episode here in season two. So overall, that is my personal sliding scale of tap dance levels. We have absolute beginner, fast beginner, slow intermediate, fast intermediate, intermediate advanced, advanced, pre professional, and professional. Now I'm going to talk about how I've labeled classes and placed levels of dancers for Grooves Unlimited Dance Studio, Jersey Tap Fest, and iTap Online. I'll kick it off by sharing how I label levels at my studio. For many years at the studio, we called our classes by New York City levels using words like advanced beginner, intermediate advanced, and what we found was that it was extremely confusing for parents who had absolutely zero dance experience to enroll their child in what they're essentially looking at as an after-school activity for their child to participate in. As a dancer, you read the words advanced beginner, and it seems very logical to you. This is someone who is a beginner, but they are advanced for the beginner level. But it was really confusing for parents. We also ran into the challenge of parents hearing the word intermediate or advanced and wanting their child to be in advanced, when in reality, they were barely even intermediate level. So to make things easier, we scrapped the use of level names at the studio altogether, and we found that it made it so much easier for parents to understand what they were signing their children up for. And we also found that it really cut back on the amount of pushback that we would receive from parents or kids who want to be considered at a higher level when they're not ready. So I'm going to share with you how we label our classes for children ages five through 17 at the studio and what these levels actually mean. So first we have a groove and shuffle class, which is an absolute beginner 45 minute hip hop and tap combo class for ages five to seven. From there, we have tap 1, which in my eyes we view as fast beginner, and that's a 45-minute tap combo class, typically for ages 7 to 10. Next, we have tap two, which is slow intermediate, typically for ages nine to 10, and this is a 45 minute tap class. Then we have tap three, which is fast intermediate, mostly attended by dancers over the age of 10. This includes 45 minutes of dedicated improvisation time followed by 60 minutes of technique. Then we have TAP 4, which is intermediate advanced level, typically attended by dancers over the age of 12, and that also includes 45 minutes of dedicated improvisation time and 60 minutes of technique. Then we have TAP 5, which is advanced level typically attended by dancers over the age of 13, and also 45 minutes of improvisation, followed by 60 minutes of technique. And last, we have Future Step Tap Company, which is pre-professional, and that includes up to a two-hour rehearsal, covering nothing but repertoire. And on top of that, we have three levels of improvisation labeled Improv 1, 2, and 3. Now let's talk about how I place dancers into levels at my studio. Placing a dancer's level at my studio is a pretty interesting process, specifically because we get so many transfer students from other studios. Many of these tap dancers come to us because they are no longer interested in competing, so they step away from their old studio and decide that they want to pursue tap dance studies in a non-competitive fashion and maybe a pre-professional fashion as well. Many dancers also come to us because they have outgrown their tap dance program at their home studio, and their teacher and studio owner have recommended that they come to us specifically for their tap dance studies while continuing at their home studio for other styles of dance. And we also get a number of tap dancers who continue to take tap class at their home studio as well as with us because they really enjoy their group of friends over there and their teacher over there, but they want to supplement their training and dive deeper than what their studio is able to offer them. So with all that being said, we end up with a lot of transfer students and they are all over the place in terms of level. In time, we have learned to easily expect what their level is going to be based on which studio they may have danced at previously because we've noticed a bit of a theme in terms of levels of dancers coming from this studio or that studio over the years. But regardless of where they are coming from, every tap dancer who comes to us with previous tap dance experience over the age of 10 gets a level placement. If they are under the age of 10 with previous tap dance experience, they do not receive a level placement. They will either take our groove and shuffle class, tap one, or tap two, which we place based on their previous training that they described to us. We often prefer to start these underage 10 dancers in a lower level and bump them up after their first or second class rather than starting them at too high of a level which overwhelms them and it scares them off and then when we drop them down they feel like they've been demoted and it's just not a good feeling. So we like to start them off at a lower level and bump them up along the way. But for those dancers over the age of 10, when it comes to their level placement, it's about 10 minutes of one-on-one with one of my teachers, and the teachers will ask them, what is your favorite tap step? Usually, they'll say pullbacks or wings or maybe cramp roll or a time step, and so the teacher will ask them to show that step, which lets us know if they have the ability to identify tap dance vocabulary and if that vocabulary is even clean. Sometimes they will say that their favorite tap step is a pullback, and they end up doing drawbacks. Or their favorite step is a wing, and they squat down to the floor, jump up, and they make two sounds. So this question, what's your favorite tap step, offers a lot of good insight about a tap dancer. Let's say they're a little bit more advanced. Then we'll ask do you know the Shim Sham? If they say yes, we ask them to show us. If they know and do that well, we ask them if they know the BS Chorus. And if you know the BS Chorus, then I know that you've got good tap dance training under your belt and that at minimum, you're probably an intermediate level tap dancer. If the teacher then feels like they're on the cusp between level 3 and 4, or 4 and 5, then maybe they'll teach them a short combo, see how they pick up, and take it from there. But we also consider more than skill level when it comes to placing a tap dancer's level at my studio. Because our classes are no more than 16 dancers in the room, it's a pretty intimate environment, so we consider who's currently in the class and how this new dancer will sit with that group. Are they going to pick up as quickly as those other kids? Do they have a similar maturity level? And from there, we make our recommendation. I cannot stress the importance of these level placements for a positive experience for this new student coming to you, as well as a positive experience for those dancers in the room and the teacher. We get calls from parents all the time who say, my kid is 17 years old, they've won the title champion of XYZ competition, so-and-so choreographed their solo, and all the things, and they list off this huge resume, and then when the kid gets to us, we find out that they just can't hang with our 17-year-olds because all they know are tricks. You want to make sure that students have a comfortable introduction into your tap dance program. So that's how we place levels for our regular Technique Tap class. When it comes to Improv class, that's a whole other story. We have three separate levels of classes, Improv 1, 2, and 3. Sometimes we have dancers who are in Tap 3, but they're in Improv 2. Or they're in Tap 4 and in Improv 1, or in Tap 5 and they're in Improv 2. And that really depends on their comfort level in improvisation. If there's an intermediate level dancer who is an absolute beginner when it comes to improvisation, but they're fearless and ready to jump in and they're knowledgeable of the musical concepts that are going to be asked of them in our improv classes, being able to identify swinging versus straight eighth notes, triplets, sixteenth notes, things like that, then I won't hesitate to place them in level two or three. And vice versa, if there's an advanced tap dancer who has never improvised a day in their life and they are scared, they have no business being in improv three. We need to put them into improv one. So that's how we label our levels at Grooves Unlimited Dance Studio and how we place a dancer's level when they join us. Now I'll talk about how I label levels at iTap Online. I follow that same New York City level system that I shared with you guys earlier, and the material ranges from absolute beginner to fast beginner to slow intermediate to fast intermediate to intermediate advanced to advanced. Absolute beginners start with my pre-recorded Tap Dance 101 course. This makes sure that they have their tap dance vocabulary down, and from there they do my Rhythm Training for Tap Dancers course. Then, after they've completed that course, they jump into the Fast Beginner Zoom class replays. I always encourage the replay first. I don't want them to hop onto Zoom right away because I want them to feel comfortable with the format of the class, including warm-up and and call-and-response, before they jump into live Zoom class. So I generally recommend that they kick it off with the warm-up section, just getting comfortable with that, and then jumping into the rest of the class and gaining comfort and confidence with the flow of a tap class before joining live on Zoom. Absolute beginners then also have access to an absolute beginner level in my nothing but choreo course. From there, we progress to Fast Beginner level, and those dancers take live Zoom classes and they do the Zoom class replays for the Fast Beginner level. They also have access to courses like Tap Dance 101 to review any technique vocabulary that they need to review, as well as rhythm training for tap dancers and the historical choreo course, which includes the walk around and the Shim Sham for their level the Improve Your Improv course and the Nothing But Choreography course as well. Slow intermediate dancers usually do the Fast Beginner Zoom class live on Zoom or they catch the replay and then they do the warm-up from the intermediate advanced class on replay. This allows them to slow it down as needed because the ITAP Online Member Center has a slow downer in it which is pretty cool and something that has proven to be super helpful for many ITAP members. From the Historical Choreography course, they usually enjoy the Shim Sham, the Walk Around, the BS Chorus, and the first couple sections of Buster Brown's Laura. They've also got the Rhythm Training for Tap Dancers course, the Fast Feet and Phrasing course, the Improve Your Improv course, the Crispy Clean Tap Technique course, and the Nothing But Choreo course. Fast Intermediate dancers usually enjoy doing the Fast Beginner Zoom class, either live on Zoom or the replay, and they like doing that back-to-back with the Intermediate Advanced class, live on Zoom or with the replay. They often treat the Fast Beginner class like a warm-up for the Intermediate Advanced class, and they really enjoy the Intermediate Advanced replays, specifically for extra practice and to be able to slow things down. From the Historical Choreography course, they usually jump into the BS Chorus and the entirety of Buster Brown's Laura. They've also got the Rhythm Training for Tap Dancers course, the Fast Feet and Phrasing course, the Improve Your Improv course, the Crispy Clean Tap Technique course, and the Nothing But Choreo course. And last, we have Advanced Dancers, who like to jump into the Intermediate Advanced Zoom class, either on the replay or live on Zoom, as well as the Rhythm Training for Tap Dancers course, the Fast Feet and Phrasing course, the Improve Your Improv course, the Crispy Clean Tap Technique course, and the Nothing But Choreo course. And from the Historical Choreography course, they've got the Shim Sham, the Walk Around, the BS Chorus, and Laura. So that is specifically how I serve this span of levels over at iTap Online. But now let's talk about how I place levels at iTap Online. And there are two ways that I do that. First, I have a getting started guide in the iTap Online member center and it asks a number of questions and it generates my personal recommendation for where a dancer should start in the iTap Online member center based on their personal goals and their tap dance experience. When it comes to the Zoom classes and the Zoom class replays, I always tell everyone with previous tap dance training experience to start with the fast beginner class and take it from there. If it feels easy, stick around for the intermediate advanced class that follows. I get a lot of dancers who are surprised that they have been tap dancing for 15 years and that they are at fast beginner level. But when I explain to them this New York City level situation and how I personally label these levels accordingly, then they completely understand. So I always say, start with fast beginner, and take it from there. It's better to feel like it was nothing but a warm-up and to transition into the higher level than it is to skip straight to the higher level and be completely overwhelmed and in over your head. So that is all things I tap online levels. Now, let's talk Jersey Tapfest. I'm going to start by sharing with you how I labeled levels at Jersey Tapfest. So all of the classes at Jersey Tapfest were by level and not age. This is actually a super consistent theme for me personally when it comes to placing levels of dancers. Because again, it's not about their age, it's about their level. And if I have a 9 year old who's dancing at the same level as a 17 year old, I will put them in the same room. If a 16 year old is at a lower intermediate level, I'm not going to put them in the room with advanced 16-year-olds. They're going in the intermediate room, and I don't care if they are the oldest in the room. And this was definitely tricky for a lot of people to understand, especially if they were coming from the convention world, which is based specifically on age more so than level. However... I do try to offer a separate learning track for children teen dancers versus adult dancers because adults learn differently than kids, which is something I'll discuss further in an upcoming episode this season. But... If I have a 45-year-old who picks up as quickly as a 17-year-old advanced dancer, they can and should go into that same advanced room. I always wanted to make sure that I was providing a dancer with the education that matches the needs of the individual tap dance journey and not the needs of the labels of a level. So at Jersey Tap Fest, I had intermediate, intermediate advanced and advanced master classes running for ages 10 through adult. These classes were mostly dominated by children and teenagers, which is no surprise given that Jersey Tap Fest was in New Jersey, which is in the US, and tap festivals in the US are dominated in attendance by children. I also ran a track called Adults Only, and I had a fast beginner and intermediate advanced option for those two tracks, which offered two master classes each day. So I'd have some adults dance with the teens in the morning and the adults later in the afternoon. For a couple of years, I also ran another track called Tiny Taps, and that was for younger dancers about like ages seven to nine. Now, when it came to improv classes, those were not by-level. I gave them names instead. So they were called Help, I'm scared, and the other was I'm okay but ready for more, because I felt like it wasn't appropriate to put a beginner, intermediate, or advanced level name on improvisation, because level of improvisation is relative, and improvisers of all different experiences can easily be in the same room together, taking the same class. However, I did like separating it as help, I'm scared, versus I'm okay, but ready for more, because those dancers who are scared and had no experience in improvisation, I felt that they needed a proper introduction or reintroduction into improvisation that would really inspire them and not intimidate them, and that those who were ready for more, I really wanted to dig into some heavy concepts that would be too much for an improviser who's brand new or still just trying to shake off the nerves. Now, when it came time to place levels at Jersey Tap Fest, as people would sign up for classes, I really kept an eye on the registration. My registration form would ask where they're from, who their dance teacher is, and any other type of tap dance events that they've previously attended. And with that information, I could easily identify students who were regulars within the tap festival circuit or who someone's dance teacher was, which would also allow me to place their level properly if I knew their teacher or if I knew other dancers from that studio or that city or that scene. This allowed me to catch improper level placements and adjust accordingly before they ever stepped into the room, which I am entirely convinced had such a wildly positive impact on the learning environment of Jersey Tapfest, because the right dancers were in the right room at the right time. And that leads to a positive learning experience for those dancers and a positive teaching experience for the teacher. And that leads to good vibes overall throughout the entirety of the event. So for example, if I saw a 10 year old with two years of tap dance experience signing up for advanced, I was calling their parent and asking questions, and I was very particular about the advanced track. because. Everybody wants to sign up for Advanced. And I would warn them that it's New York City Advanced. And every year we'd run into an issue of maybe one or two people signing up for Advanced and me saying, Let me see a video of you. And they would send it and I'd say, You are going to be in way over your head. And they would say, No, 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 it's just not a good video. I like a challenge. And so I'd say, All right, if you want a challenge, Let's go. I'll never turn a dancer down who wants to fight for that. And then they would get there, walk out of their first class in absolute tears, begging to drop down to the intermediate advanced level. And sometimes the intermediate advanced level was sold out and there would be no room. And then I'd have to teach them how to survive the advanced classes and walk away learning new things besides how not to sign up for the wrong level. It was very rare that I would ever have to move a dancer up a level. Now, I offered a repertoire class each year where they would learn choreography and perform it in the show. And I would ask those dancers to submit audition videos for placements. And only twice, only two times in 10 years, did I ever place a dancer in a lower level when they could have been at a higher level. And the specific reason that that ever happened is because they were both teenagers. And they sent me a video of them doing their own choreography, which wasn't a good reflection of their skill set. But overall, when placing someone's level at Jersey tap Fest, I would consider their age, how long they've tap danced, any other tap festival or convention experience that they have, who their teachers are, where they're from, and as video became more accessible over the years, video submissions would make it extra easy to properly place a level. Now, I want to talk about placing your level as an adult tap dancer. Now, ITAP member Patty asked me this question during an ITAP Q&A chat. She said, I'm an adult tap dancer, and I've been tap dancing all my life. And my biggest problem, besides finding any tap dance class to join, is trying to figure out how to classify my level at a tap festival. You're going to spend all this money and enroll in all of these classes – Am I intermediate? Am I advanced? Am I advanced intermediate? In one studio, I'm one thing. In another studio, I'm another thing. And other studios will say, well, hey, you're an adult and this is all we have and that's never fun. But especially as I get into the festival arena where I want to sign up, but I don't want to sign up for a class that I'll be swamped in or bored in. Now, this right here, my friends, is a great question, and it is something that I think every adult tap dance student out there struggles with, trying to figure out what is my level and how do I find the right place for myself, whether it's at a local class or a festival class. How do you make sure that you as an adult are putting yourself into the proper learning situation? When it comes to placing your level as an adult tap dancer, there's so much to take into consideration. Everything from who the teacher is to what city you're in and what event you're at and if it's an event for kids or adults. If you're in a city where there's a major tap dance community like Chicago or Austin or New York City, be prepared to step into a higher level environment. Now, if you're a higher level adult dancer and you're signing up for a tap festival or masterclass that has children or teenagers, you're automatically going to want to drop a level because children learn so much faster. They don't learn better, but they do learn faster. You can easily find yourself in a class with children and they will learn two minutes of choreography in one class and you blink your eyes and you say, what the hell just happened? You're standing in the back line. You're like, oh my God, I don't even have the first phrase. Kids do learn quickly, but it doesn't all stick, and this is something that I'll dive deep into in a future episode this season where I discuss the difference between kids' classes and adult classes. But if you're signing up for a tap festival that's dominated by children, as it goes in the U.S., I recommend that you drop down a level. You should call them and ask, is this a class for kids or adults? Now, they will probably tell you, oh, yeah, there are definitely going to be plenty of adults in the room. There will be kids, but I'm sure there's going to be other adults. And that's them telling you that so they make sure that you sign up for the class and just say to them, hey, listen, I'm cool taking class with kids. I just want to know so that I can pick the level that's best for me and then they're likely to be more honest with you. I do recommend that you drop down a level or two, knowing that you'll be stepping into a kid zone learning environment. And that is if you're at the intermediate advanced level. Now, if you're at a lower level, you don't want to drop down because you'll end up dancing with children ages seven to nine year olds. And the problem with that is maturity. They're just not as mature. They are sillier. And the way that you teach this age group is very different. When I work with this age group, I will stand in the front of the room, I will say, clap your hands once if you can hear me, clap your hands twice if you're a good listener. Who is being a good listener today? Touch your nose, touch your toes, hands on your hips. There we go. We look ready to dance. Now that is how I speak to seven or eight-year-olds, and that is not the type of learning environment that you want to be in as a grown adult. So don't necessarily drop down a level, but... You're going to go on the other side and be prepared for the overwhelm that's going to come your way, knowing that kids have the capacity to learn more material at a faster rate. Kids love walking out of a class feeling slightly incapable of the class that they just took. It's a maturity thing. They walk out saying, that was so hard, I barely got any of it that was amazing. Where an adult dancer is like, what the hell did I just do for the last 90 minutes that I don't know a single step. So go in knowing what's coming, set your tap dance goals for yourself and decide what you want to walk away with. Is your goal to walk away with a new concept? Is your goal to get a new step? Are you looking to pick up and just get the first eight bars of the combo clean? Remind yourself you don't have to absorb everything that is thrown at you to make it a valuable learning experience. Decide what you want to walk away with, set your tap dance goal, and go in and be ready to make it happen. Now, another thing that ITAP members can do, this is specifically for ITAP members, you can go ahead and send me an email and say, hey, Hillary, I'm looking at this festival. Here's the teacher. Do you think this is a good class for me? And I can make a recommendation for you. Because I know you. I know how you pick up. I know how your temperament is with being challenged. While some people get overwhelmed, some people get excited by a challenge. And if I don't know that specific event, I can easily call the organizer of the festival and ask, hey what's the vibe of the room? Who do you have enrolled? And I can ask them questions that you can't. Now, when you ask them the question, they'll give you the answer you need to hear to get you enrolled. But when I ask, they're going to be more honest with me about it. And my goal is to simply support ITAP members in their tap dance journey. And my recommendation for you is going to come with nothing but that in mind. So a quick note here is that if you're signing up for a tap festival that serves mainly adult tap dancers, as is usually the situation outside of the US, because most of the international tap festivals I've taught at, they were really for adult dancers, you don't have to drop down a level. However, you do need to decode their levels and figure out what does advanced mean to them. What does intermediate mean to them? And you can ask, what's the equivalent New York City level? That is a question that an international tap festival organizer can easily answer because most of them have studied in New York City at some point. You can say, hey, I take New York City level fast beginner classes. What level should I take at your festival? And they might say to you, oh, if you take fast beginner in New York, you can totally take intermediate advanced with us. So now, here is the big final question. Here's the part where I ask you, do levels actually matter? And that, my friend, is a very tricky question. As an owner of a dance studio, I'm going to go ahead and say in that situation, yes, levels do matter when you're trying to structure a progressive program where students come in at the age of three and leave at the age of 17. Now, as someone who has produced a tap festival for over 10 years, I'm also going to say, yeah, levels do matter. When you're trying to put up to 50 tap dancers in a room together for a giant, harmonious masterclass experience, you want everyone on the same page. Now, as someone who is extremely comfortable teaching multiple levels in the same class, I'm going to also say that levels don't always matter. Amazing tap teachers have the ability to work with a mixed group of tap dancers, and this can include different ages and different levels, while ensuring that everyone walks away with a great experience. It is possible to completely throw levels entirely out the window and work with a mixed group of dancers who are all on their own individual tap dance journeys, having their own thing to focus on, while in the room with other people who are at a different point in their dancing. We also have to understand that what is considered advanced is often relative. Advanced musically, advanced conceptually, advanced technically. There's a lot to consider. An intermediate class with one teacher is an entirely different experience than an intermediate class with another teacher. Maybe you're a killer improviser, a born street performer who makes a living off of tap dance, who doesn't know the name of steps, how to count, or how to pick up choreography. Now, That dancer probably shouldn't be an advanced tap class at a tap festival, and hey, that's okay. It doesn't make them any less of a dancer. Maybe you're a professional dancer at an advanced level in terms of your technique, who knows nothing about the history and culture of the dance, and who's never improvised a day in your life. Maybe you've been teaching tap dance for 30 years, but that doesn't mean that you have to take the advanced class. It's cool to be an intermediate level dancer in that moment. So here I am breaking down how I view levels to just say throw it all out the window, and who cares? (laughs) Uh, But that is the way it goes, my friends. Now, I will also say that if there was a standard of teaching the five fundamentals of tap dance across all tap classes, levels would be much easier to translate because you wouldn't find yourself with a dancer who is advanced in their technique, but at ground zero in their understanding of musicality and improvisation and their independence through practical application and situations like that. So I also want to throw in here, you guys... Your level is not your identity in tap dance. Your level is just your way of communicating with dance producers and event organizers and things like that. So that is it for today's episode, you guys. Make sure to join me in next week's episode where I will be discussing tricky trick steps, including what age or level they should be taught and what order is best to learn them and more. Until then, I'm wishing you all the best and looking forward to sharing shuffles with you super soon in the iTap Online Member Center. Hey, hey! Real quick, if you want more free tap dance tips and tricks, go to iTapOnlineCommunity.com to join our free iTap Online Community Facebook group. Be sure to follow us on Instagram at iTap Online and follow me on Instagram at Hillary Marie H-I-L-L-A-R-Y-M-A-R-I-E-T-A-P. Now, if you're ready to achieve your tap dance goals, whatever those may be, and you want access to my best tap dance content, then head over to itaponline.com trial for two free weeks of unlimited access to everything that the ITAP Online member center has to offer. That is two free weeks of live Zoom classes, Q&A chats, Zoom class replays, All of my courses, which include Tap Dance 101, Historical Choreo, Improve Your Improv, Fast Feet and Phrasing, Rhythm Training for Tap Dancers, and more, and direct access to me for mentorship, guidance, and feedback. Be sure to go to itaponline.com trial for two free weeks of unlimited access to the iTap Online Member Center, and you'll have instant access to my best tap dance tips and tricks.